everyone, and welcome to Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. I'm your co-host, John Downey. And I'm Emily Downey. John? Yeah, what's up? Your champion has returned. Yeah. All right. Oh, yes. I heard that you did a, a great a great thing. Why don't you take a victory I, lap? Go for it. I did. Yes, thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, I... Did something this past weekend that I've been waiting to do for literally two years. Um, granted, if uh, it had been done literally in, you know, 2020, like spring of 2020, the chances of getting COVID would have been less that had we done them then than us doing them now. But oh, whatever. God. I did a 10K. I did a 10K. Wow. Right. Is that your first I ran a big 10K? 10K. No. It was actually okay. my second. Second this year. Because I know you had done 5K, um, so I wasn't sure if you had done a 10K before. Yeah, I've done 5Ks before with, like, obviously, like, not tons of success. Except for, I mean, I guess kind of success at one 5K that I did. But that was more of, like, success by omission of other candidates <laughs> rather than, like, my own <laughs> athletic prowess. But, yeah, I've been training for uh, the Charleston Cooper River Bridge Run for two years yeah. And it was like a big personal victory because I went to college in Charleston and the br- bridge run is huge. Like, yeah. it's not like, I mean, people obviously for any of these 10Ks, 5Ks, whatever, people who are running them for time um, can qual- use them to qualify for things like the Olympics and like big competitions and stuff. Yeah. But the rest of us just kind of do it. And the one in Charleston is like really fun. Like the whole city I mean, gets into it. Yeah. It's beautiful. This this beautiful bridge that you run over and then into the city of Charleston, which is also extremely beautiful. And, you know, the city sort of like puts up with it every year because it does <laughs> shut down. It shuts down the whole downtown of Charleston for yeah. like half a day. So the, obviously like that's really inconvenient, but it is also like extremely fun. Restaurants get into it. People decorate for it. People would like do fun outfits and stuff. It's like a really fun time. And then there's like a huge festival afterwards on, on a typical year. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to do it, but I was always like really scared to do it because I was fat and, and you still am like a chunky lady. So I was always like, I suck. I can't do this. Like people can't look at me and see me running. Cause I'm not going to do well and whatever. Yeah. And like, so I'm really proud to have been in, in a position where I'm like, I like myself enough to do this now. Yeah, Right. Because like, of course I had to walk. It's six fucking miles, all right? Like, I still I'm not walked. running. Look, I, I have I'm limits. Super woman, I'm a human. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, my time was, okay, so I did a 5K earlier this year just because I, like, uh, sorry, 10K earlier this year because I was, like, I signed up for a 10K two years ago, and they keep getting delayed and keep de- getting delayed. So I did a virtual one in, like, June, and it was, like, 90 degrees and baking heat and direct sun. So I did that in an hour and 22 minutes. I walked half of it because I was like, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> like, yeah. it's 90 degrees. I'm not fucking, like, I'm God, I'm watch my out best. for yourself, folks. Gotta, gotta take care of number yeah. one. The, the only exactly. number on the scoreboard that matters is number one, and that's you. Yeah, and that's me. So um, this time my time was um, an hour 17. So I okay. did five minutes better. Yeah. Which is like really in the term, in like running terms, that's like yeah. much better. That's right. I, uh, 
I blame it all on the weather and the atmosphere because the one I did before was virtual. So there were people running at, at the same kind of time yeah. as me, but you record your own time and you log but it. But they were in this VR headsets like, and they had like their pokey walkers on and they were just... Ex- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's a run on an app called Race Joy, which is exactly that. And you can like tell people when you're <laughs> running and then they can... Like your friends and family can like log responses at certain points <laughs> in the run so they can get. Uh, Wait, like, why didn't I know about that? I would have been blowing that know. shit up. Yeah, like, like mom wow, and Taylor really? did it. Where, 15 yeah, minutes well, at that checkpoint? Like, Come on. Yeah, I know you can do better than that. <laughs> you can do that. And there's also like pre recorded stuff. Like you can like put in like, you oh, know, that's cute. do or do shit. not. There is no try and stuff like that. And then like <laughs> it's, it's called sending cheers. It's kind of fun, you know, because it'll interrupt your music and then it'll be like some, and then it doesn't load properly and it's, it's, <laughs> it's not a perfect app. You oh, know? you're supposed to be listening to music through the app? And then no. it'll interrupt. Oh, no. No, it just, but okay. it's like, it you know, overrides. a different audio thing comes right. through because you have two apps running at the same time. It's it's very confusing and weird and no one can figure out exactly <laughs> how to do it, which is how I got third place in that other 5K yeah. I ran recently just because no one knew how to use the Race Joy app. Nice. And I was, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I won yeah, due to one, my uh, my age. I'm just, <laughs> I, just tech savvy. This one was in person. So, and it was a huge deal still. Like, people on the sidelines. There were, like, cheerleaders on the sidelines, which was very cute. Well, like, at one point, there was, like, a little cheer camp. And I was like, oh, man, that's I fun. get this. Yeah. I was like, I get this now. They were kids, you know, but they, like, yeah. made up a special cheer. And they had pom-poms and stuff. I'm like, I understand. Like, this does feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait people want these on the sidelines. Um, and, yeah, no, it was a really, really fun event. Um, you know, there's always, like, people who do, like, funny costumes and stuff. Yeah. And, um, my favorite was I ended up running, I was like running along, chugging along, whatever. And then this like guy in a dog costume comes up next to me and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And he's holding a little <laughs> rope. There's four guys flanking, each holding ropes, flanking a sled on wheels. And there are four guys in dog costumes, with, like pulling a sled on wheels with a girl in it wearing like Arctic gear, and she's got a fishing pole with a dog bone. It was the, the, it was the dog sled team. <laughs> it was that's the dog sled so team. fucking funny. It was amazing. There were two of them. There were like two like mushers. That's it was, awesome. Like, it was fucking amazing. It was really cute. I was like, I would not be running in a fucking dog costume no. because it's hot, <laughs> but. No, um, no, I wouldn't. I would was, barely be running at all. I would run for maybe 10 minutes and then I'd walk the rest of it. So, yeah. I, I walk wouldn't. ran, you know, like it was fine. It was really fun. I was really proud to have done it. I was yeah. like, it's fun to come back to a place where you're like, I didn't like myself very much when I lived here. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and to come back and be like, I can do this now. It's just, just it was very triumphant. fun. The last time I watched yeah. this happen, I was making fun of them when I was really exactly. being angry at myself. <laughs> I would just sit in my apartment and be like, I'm going to drink all night and then like sleep the day away in my apartment because I can't fucking go anywhere because it's the fucking bridge run and all these like crunchy granola bitches who think they're better than me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm better than them because I don't care. (laughs) You know, so it was fun because it was something I always kind of was like. Because when I was a student, you know, they always let college students, like, get a discount 
um, yeah. on on your ticket, you know. To, oh, on your entry. You have to pay. Yeah, that makes sense. You have to pay to enter and all this other stuff. And then they like, you know, at, once you enter, they're like, oh, who do you want to raise money for? You know, and they give you like a list of charities that you can raise money for if you want. It's like, I hate to that. tell you, I'm not, I have no sponsors or anything. And nobody's following this. I don't, I don't know, I don't know like, what to tell you. Everyone you're not going to get much. Already, everyone in my family's already tied up in my cousin's multi-marketing level, like <laughs> campaign, so multi-level marketing campaign. And so I really don't want to take, like, you know, I don't want to take attention away from Jessica right now. Right. Yeah. Because she really believes that it's going to make her money for some reason. She's got a lot of plant-based to, medicines that she has to offload you know, right now. And we're that's all just so trying hard. to keep the hope alive from her because we don't know <laughs> if she's got a lot else going on. So. <laughs> You know, I think Doctors Without Borders has like a lot of, you know, seems like they're they're doing okay. Uh, I mean, breast cancer research is pretty overfunded. I think at least I read that somewhere on an article. I think they're, I don't know. But anyways, no, it was really fun. I did it with, I did it with her mom, you know, and and we were both, um, I pissed the shit out of her because I was like, really, what happens to me is when I get anxious because I was anxious before. Yeah. Because the night before the race, I, I was antsy because I haven't been working out as much. Like when the, when I was going to do this race in the time that I was going to do it, like in 2020 before COVID and all that stuff, like I knew about nine months before the race that I was going to do it, and I was training really hard yeah. and I was really excited. And then it got deferred, of course. And then I was like, cool. And then it was summer. And I was like, man, it's pretty hot out. I don't really want to run. And then like a year went by. And then uh, another summer went by where it was really hot and I didn't want to run. And then um, I was like, oh, fuck, that's this weekend. Yeah. So I really felt that I needed to do it since it had been delayed so much. And I was really anxious. And we went out to eat. The, the night before. To carb up. And. Have a bunch of, bunch of pasta. Bunch I of pasta a, and bread. Uh, actually, I ordered clams. <laughs> I ordered clams. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> I don't know. I think I that was. No, no, you were just listening to uh, to Downtime, the uh, the uh, How to Run a Marathon episode. I think we talked about <laughs> seafood being very important uh, leading up to a race. You want to really, you want to load up on, on shellfish specifically. It's yeah, good. It's. It, it like, helps with the racing juice. And of course, like, I don't know this restaurant my parents took us to. It wasn't great, you know? And, and they haven't really washed the some, clams really well. You had some questionable <laughs> clams for dinner the night clams. before. I had sketchy clams. And I was like, literally woke up the next morning and, and my stomach was upset. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my like, God. One I'm of gonna, my biggest fears was that I would shit myself. I'm going to shit myself race. in front of everyone. And I literally set myself up for the biggest failure in the world because I had like questionable clams. This is your this is your comeback. This is your comeback back to your college town. You're back. You're better. You're a better person. You're better, better, stronger. You're just you're feeling more like yourself. And this is this is your moment. This is your moment to come home and really take the gold. (laughs) You just shit yourself on King Street in front of everyone. complete self-sabotage i was like mom why did i do that why did you You have an old boss that comes out of your the old restaurant you used to work at and be like who just shit themselves oh my god God. (laughs) that's that girl that dropped a tray of glasses down our stairs once i think (laughs) 
Oh my god. No, so I was like, my stomach was upset. I was like extremely nervous about this. And I was talking nonstop. And my mom is like, this is like five in the morning. We're driving to Charleston because you have to get there at the crack of dawn. Right. And she's just like, shut and up, shut they up. They live up, like up, an up, hour and a half away. They live an hour and a half away, but we were like, we can't stay the night, you know, in Charleston because it actually, you know, it was just like sure. logistics of it. Um, basically meant that we had to, you know, leave at 4.45 in the morning to do this. And I've also been having some, like, health problems lately that make it so that my blood sugar, like, crashes precipitously. Oh, And so God. I really need to eat. I have to eat fairly frequently. I had my doctor tell me I had to eat six times a day. Oh, God. And I'm God. not training what for a marathon. <laughs> I'm not a marathoner. I have to eat. Some people, that you have to who's, eat less. Who's your doctor? More frequently. What? Just kidding. That was, that Who's was my doctor? I was probably about to be insensitive. I was going to say, like, let me, I, I need to make an appointment so they can tell me I'm doing it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snacking. So, yeah. So I tell my mom this and I've been, she's like on the up and up on the situation. And I'm like, you know, my stomach's a little upset already. And I'm like, want to make sure I get food in it, like real food that's substantive so that yeah. I can, you know, not shit my pants during this run. <laughs> And she's like, oh, I guess her version of being anxious is to be, like, in a big hurry. She was, like, in a huge hurry. Yeah. And I'm like, Mom, we got to stop at McDonald's because I got to get some breakfast. Like, yeah. I have to. And she's like, oh, what? You want breakfast? I was like, yeah, Mom. We're about to run six miles. Yeah. Like, food equals fuel. Like, you need to eat. And she's like, oh, yeah, I wasn't going to wasn't gonna eat anything. I was like, Mom, you were going to try to run six miles... On an empty stomach. On nothing but two cups of coffee? Oh, my God. I was like, do you want to shit yourself? (laughs) I was like, no, you have to eat. (laughs) So it was this long, involved story about McDonald's and the mom not believing that McDonald's was going to serve us at any sort of time. So she leaves the drive-thru. And I'm like, mom, I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation. Like, (laughs) if I don't eat... I will literally pass out. It's not like an if, like maybe I'll be. It's like I will become, I I will lose consciousness. If (laughs) no food, then dead. Then. Yeah, I was like, mom, I really have problems with my blood sugar. I have to eat. (laughs) And so it was a little thing. I ended up like making herself at a gas station and getting a bunch of energy drinks and like protein bars. I was like, (laughs) fuck this. So I, like, use the restroom in the, you know, because I'm, like, not on a good stomach. I use the restroom in the, in the fucking uh, gas station. And I'm like, Mom, you want to come in? Like, use the restroom before we actually get there because, you know, we'll be crowded and stuff. And she's like, no, we just got to go. We just got to go. Go. I'm like, Better okay, now. We go. We, <laughs> Better to go now. We get there. We get there. We're, like, on time or whatever. But then she's like, oh, I got to I gotta use the restroom. And I'm like, Mom? okay, cool. Line for the porta potties of is, course. like... 45 minutes. Good God. 45 minutes. Yeah, was and that I'm worth like, it? Was it worth the wait? You were the one that was in the fucking hurt. Yeah, was it worth Yeah, was it? Was it great? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it was uh, excellent. Yeah. Um, I almost ended up leaving without her because the race was like starting. <laughs> and she's like waiting for the porter body. So it was like, yeah. Gosh. Oh my God. So it was a good, it was a good mother daughter time. It was like mother daughter bonding. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. You, and then you I bonded over tummy troubles, and you got to argue oh uh, over breakfast at four o'clock in the morning. I got to 
It's a good time. We got to bicker at four in the morning, and then we got to run our race and had to find her in the crowd after we ran six miles. I had to find her in Charleston. I know Charleston pretty well, so I'm like, you know, here's where I am. I'm on Calhoun Street, you know? And she's like, I don't know where that is. I don't know what that is. She's got runner brain. Like, she's, like, stupid because she's been exercising and she hasn't, like, caught. Her brain is, like, not functioning correctly yet, you know? Because uh, uh, she was exhausted and she's like, I don't know where that is. I don't know where you are. I'm like, okay, mom, I'm, I'm between these two streets on another street. Like I gave, I triangulated. I was like, this is a monument <laughs> I'm near. This is a food truck. I'm sending her photos of everything. Yeah, here's around a permanent like, fixture. Here's be... a temporary fixture. Here, here's the exactly. name of the location. I was like, you know, I'm like next to the Holocaust Memorial on this street next to a purple food truck. Like I'm here for you, mom. I got this. I'm just outside the square. She's like uh, directly under. Under the eighth star on the seventh night. I was like, (laughs) I was being really specific. I'm like, this is exactly where I am. And she goes, I don't know where that is. I don't know where you are. I'm like, okay, cool. So, mom, where are you? And she goes, I don't know. Oh, my God. (laughs) Look around. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where I am. I was like, look around. Look what's around you? What do you see? (laughs) Just tell me anything about what you see. Just look. I was like, Mom, just grab an orange. (laughs) I'll see you later. I figured there's like, you know, thousands of people do this thing. Fewer this year than, you know, typically. But I was like, if she falls down, someone will help her. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, no. Because I was like, I can't find this woman. I can't find you. If you you give me nothing like that, you give me garbage. (laughs) I'm trying to be a team player. You're giving me nonsense. Uh so it was a time. It was very exciting. I think I'm gonna do. I'll do it again. There, this it normally doesn't happen in the fall. It's normally a spring thing. So I'll do it again in the spring. Um, yeah. Taylor was jealous that we had fun, so he's gonna do it. There you I'm go. Oh. It on the, you know, I'm saying it on the podcast, so that I'm gonna be there and he's gonna be there. And if anyone else wants to be there, that's where we'll be. Yeah. You know. We'll have a we'll have a, uh, so a meet and home. greet at the at the Charleston run, the bridge run. Yep. Yep. So, uh, do practice for these things though, because I am, I am dying yeah. today. I am. But you beat your record. Well, and don't eat clams, and don't eat clams before. Don't eat clams. This before. is a real bad well, idea. Well, here's the thing, don't Emily. You beat your you beat your PB. So yeah, what we can't say you did anything wrong. No, I did. There were some close calls. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> there's some <laughs> close calls. But Saved we were it. Okay, we were Saved okay. It. We're good. We saved it. Everyone, saved nobody. It. There was a, it's fine. <laughs> there was a moment where I was like, "Am I gonna? Sh- should I trust this fart?" The answer is always no. By the way, <laughs> the answer is always no. You know, <laughs> the answer is always no. Um, but no, we had a we had a fine time. It was it was really good. Um, I highly recommend. We'll have to get a rapid test because there was just a fuck yeah. ton of people there. That's honestly, so that's, that's a good, uh, that's a good message. There's a lot of, I, I see on, on my Twitter, at least there was like, I think Gen Con was the thing that pe- a lot of people just went to. If you've, if you've gone to mm. a thing with a lot of people, just, just take a, just do just it. Just take a second, get a rapid test. Even if you're vaccinated, it's better to catch it than to yeah. not. They that's were requiring you show your vax or whatever and yeah, you but show still. your vax card, show that you've, you know, tested negative, what have you. But there's so many people, you know, it's like the yeah. most people I've been around definitely since COVID. So, I mean, like, uh, even though it's like in the air, in the open air, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of yeah. people showed up. So it was like 20,000 people. So, yeah, definitely going to get tested. But it was definitely worth it. Yeah, it is funny that. 
my risk of COVID was probably more now, <laughs> having run it this weekend, than it would have been <laughs> April 2020. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. I really... I was like, because numbers hadn't really exploded by then. Yeah. But... So you, our, you know what changed is our attitudes about. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You yeah, you so. beat a personal best. Um, I also yeah. um, I made a sort of personal record for myself as well. I don't know if it's really a record; it's not a number, but um, okay. I was I my fiance and I were talking, um, and mm-hmm. I said something that she thought was very funny something that she is not the first time ever something that she is not very vocal about (laughs) as a general rule sometimes she'll chuckle and i just take that and i just i just go with it and then she's just giving you nothing gives a lot of times i just play into a brick wall i'm I'm doing all i can you know but I, mm-hmm. th- this week I I said something that made her say that I will never say something as funny as that, and so now I have. Why I, she gotta say that? I though? maybe I maybe don't <laughs> have a personal goal that I've beaten. I think I do, but I also have uh, a new goal, and it is to say something funny. Yeah. Um. We but had- you made you made the funniest comment. Like you just tickled her in just the right way. I mean, yeah. that's a special thing. Yeah, and, and I th- that's it. I I would like to go back through our catalog to see if I have said something funnier. I can say it on air. I'll, so here's just, here's what it was. I was okay. Yeah, let me know because I was like gonna move past it because I know that people are gonna want to know. So if we keep talking about yeah. the joke, then like you know. So we were we were driving back from a uh, a gathering with her family where we had had tater tots mm-hmm. uh and i farted and i said that it was <laughs> in in the car yeah and i said that i had tater toots and she <laughs> she swore to me <laughs> she, she swore to me that i will never best tater toots and now that is my life goal <laughs> say something funnier than tater i like it it's punny you know it's punny it's got it's uh what's it called it's got that uh when it's uh consonants yeah assonance no i think that's just uh no the other thing oh my god alliterative (laughs) oh my god emily it's alliterative you made me forget the word alliteration I know. I'm sorry. My brain. Seriously, you I said the am consonants exhausted. one, and then you said the word for the vowel one. And I was like, wait, wait, no. It's the uh, it's the one no, people know. Yeah, it's, it's the one that people can it's conjure. Alliterative. U- regularly. It's alliterative because alliterative alliteratives at the beginning and consonants like is in you know a a, a little turtle is yes. consonants. <laughs> little turtle is what. Um. Yes, so now my my goal in life is to say something funnier than tater toots. Um, so hopefully we can get, maybe we'll get there this episode. Probably not. It took me uh, almost nine years of a relationship to say something that funny to the one person I talked to the most. So we'll see. Maybe we'll get there. I totally believe in you. I totally believe in you. I think you can. I think you Thank can you. do it. You have so many years ahead of you to top tater toots. Although I, I and you can't even <laughs> say it without smiling. Like it, it's a cute. It's, it's cute. <laughs> That's what I like about it. It's kind of clean and cute. 
Taylor just makes me like cry. He makes me cry laughing. He doesn't just make me cry. Taylor just makes me cry all the time, but but <laughs> I love him. Ta- yeah, Taylor's <laughs> not funny at all. I just end I up just in tears cry a lot. All the time. <laughs> and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um no, we just make each other cry laughing. I think that's like our whole thing. It's like we're just trying to one up each other and it it works yeah. for us. It works for us, but I I don't think he makes me strive to be my best though. I think he's sort of we're both kind of easy. I think we're pretty easy laughers, you know. So yeah. it I that and the that's, bar is the, not that's very the thing high. is I'm the easiest laugher. Yeah. The if you want to make me laugh, say literally. Yeah, anything. that's true. <laughs> anything, <laughs> I will laugh. I think it's partially yeah. nervous and partially just like I'm just trying to have a good time. Yeah, all the time. That's true. I I I never want to be having a bad time unless some something shitty has just happened to me, and that that's how much of a like a good mood person I am is that. I have to convince myself to be in a bad mood when I know something shitty has happened. Oh, I do not. <laughs> like <clears throat> when somebody has like said some off shit to me in any situation, like someone I know or a stranger has done something fucked up for no reason or whatever, and it like put me off. I have to like, I have to keep myself in that stew if I like if I want to be there for I some think... reason. I like I just. My baseline is not to is to just have a I good think time I agree with you times. because I do find myself like apologizing for my mood to strangers when I've been wronged. Like I, yeah. I think I might have said it on the podcast before, but I had a stomach flu recently and I got forgotten at, at the urgent care. Like they forgot they I don't know that you have talked okay, about yeah. that. So uh, because I remember it we were on a phone <laughs> call when you were sitting in the car waiting, and I remember you waiting, like looking like, over like you had gone to urgent waiting. care. I'm going to tell the yeah. story now, I guess. You were at urgent care in your car because obviously like, yeah. you can, especially during COVID, at, at an, emergen- at, at an uh, emergency mm-hmm. place. You can't just be like having everyone in waiting rooms. So you were in your car waiting for them to call you back. You had checked in. And I remember you were sitting. You had already been there for like three hours, 45 minutes at yeah. least. Sorry. I was there for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> You'd already been there for three hours when we had gotten on, oh, the, when call. We got on the call. Oh, when we got on the call. And then we were on the no. call for like at least an hour. When we, were, when we got on the call, I'd been there for 45 minutes. You're correct. You're correct. So I was there like two okay, some yeah, yeah. hours. But then you, we were in there for so much longer and then you kept on looking over like, where are these people? And then at a certain point you were just like, okay, I need to talk to them. I'm going to go. I'll let you know. And then it was still like. How long after we hung up when they actually finally so got So I you? went in because I had seen someone that had gone in and then um, come out because you had to re- you have to register inside, come out to your car, and then they call you and you go back in. So I had seen someone that after I had, you know, done my thing, I saw him go in, um, register, come out, and then I saw it was when I saw him go back in. Does that make sense? So I saw a yeah. guy get called yeah, yeah. before me that Someone I knew I had been you and there he longer. Got called yeah, back so in. I was like, okay, well that's fucked up. Yeah. I've been here longer than that guy. I remember. So I walk in and I'm like, uh, excuse me, hello, like in the little box that she's in. I'm like, excuse me, um, how long's the wait? Because I've been here three hours. And she was like, uh, excuse me, and I was like, I've been here three hours, and she's like, well, come in, sit down, we'll like get you registered, and I was like really upset because she's like we don't have a record of you we've lost the record we don't have you registered this is and 
I'm unconscionable. I'm sick, right? Like it's not even that you're wasting my time. Yeah. It's that I'm like really sick and need a doctor. Yeah. And I had to be convinced to go. You're wasting my very limited energy. Yeah, exactly. Like- <laughs> and so I just burst and like I started crying. Because I do cry when I'm upset. I cry when I'm wrong to like go cry when I hurt. I'm not like an angry You gave him the whole <sighs> You gave him the whole spiel. You gave him the whole deal. I was like, I've been here since this time. You gave time. him the, the Emily Downey number one. <laughs> Start crying. And they didn't, they did not skip you to the front of the so line. So I cried and she was like, you know, I was like, well, you know, I was trying to like, you know, clean it up or whatever. But I'm like, I'm really sorry to have snapped to you, <laughs> which I did not do. Like, I'm really sorry. You know, I'm just... I just don't... I, in tears. I sorry, just I don't snapped. feel well. <laughs> so I was like, I'm really sorry I wasn't very nice to you. I just don't feel well. And she was like... I'm so... I'm just... And then I, yeah, I feel I bad wait, like, and I'm tired. I had to wait like an hour longer to be seen. But it was, it was really like... I hate being mean to people in... Especially in positions like that, right? If you, if you work as a receptionist at an urgent care... You have a really difficult job, and it's it's not. I do not envy yeah, that job, absolutely. especially right now. All throughout this whole process, you, you're no one should envy those people. Yeah, they have so it's horrible like, lives. I right definitely now. don't want to be cruel to someone who has made a, a mistake, but at the same time, I am like not even angry. I am just upset now. <laughs> like I am really upset. Yeah. Like you've hurt my feelings. I've been forgotten. I already don't like going to the doctor. So there's like a lot of things going on. I, you know, I haven't pooped normal in three days, you know? So there was like a lot. <laughs> I hadn't eaten in three days, you know, besides saltines. So it, there was a lot going on, but I do have a tendency to like apologize immediately for like being any other way than like a very helpful guest a very you know grateful right exactly you know i'm grateful anything anything less than being like tip-top shape perfect guest perfect helper all the time is 20 percent tip like let's do this you know what i mean but no not (laughs) yeah (laughs) this time i was like well how often does this happen to people you know and she goes oh well you know you must not have put in your phone number correctly and i was like what what <laughs> i've had this phone number for 16 years i'm pretty sure put it incorrectly yeah had this is the only phone number i've ever had you know and i was like well how often does this happen she goes oh it happens all the time people just put in their information wrong oh and i was like if it happens don't you all dare. the time it doesn't sound like a bunch of people are walking into urgent care and suddenly forgetting their personal information i think there's something wrong yeah. with your equipment. <laughs> also, you said that they have no record of you whatsoever. Yeah, like when you have my name. So like you're you're saying I got it so wrong that you couldn't conjure any part of my existence in your system. Name, phone number, email, none yeah. of that stuff but was coming up independently of itself. I didn't think about any of this in that moment. <laughs> like, right, in that moment when she said that to me. My reaction was not to come up with this stellar argument that I've now had weeks to work on. It was to um, start crying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It it was like after I took a few showers and had a few more conversations with this woman, you know, I had to got to play it back a few times. Fever fever (laughs) reduced back down to a healthy level. (laughs) Then I could come up with all sorts of things. It's just absolutely bonkers to me. That you were literally waiting there for several oh, yeah. hours, I, not I a couple, in. 
not one, several yeah. hours, and then you went in, cried because like something got severely mm-hmm. fucked up, and they still didn't put so you at the top the of the list. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. That is absolutely last thing i'll say about it last thing i'll say about it is i walked into that place and registered registered at 4 45 p.m i saw a doctor at 9 22 p.m jesus fuck yeah it was it was one of the worst days of my life i'm not gonna lie Yeah, it's horrible. You were sick and you spent five hours in your car. Um, Yeah. That's horrible. I was unhappy. I was very unhappy. And I cried in front of people. So, I mean, like, that's not a good time ever. That's always a bad day. It's always a bad day when you cry in front of people. You know, I just want to cry at home with my puppy dog because she's very understanding of those things, you know? We have an absolutely awesome music guest this week. Their name is Amimi. I'm going to leave a link in the description. It's a link tree. You can go to find all of their work and socials. This, as well as a lot of their music, is super cool and like ethereal and alluring. It, it invokes such a cool feeling that you're going to get experience with very, very soon when you hear this song. The single you're about to hear is called Oak. Amimi has several other songs that you can find through the link in the description, so get on that. They are also going to be releasing a brand new single on the 29th of October. So that's at the end of this coming month. That's coming up real soon, so make sure you're following them on all their socials. Make sure you're following them on Spotify, anywhere where you get music. That way you're notified when it goes live amimi thank you so much for featuring one of your songs on downtime with john and emily folks please go to the link in the description and make sure to follow uh, amimi on all socials but especially on twitter Uh, i know something just went down with twitter where their protocol for catching bot accounts somehow triggered on um, amimi's original uh, Twitter account that they were using that they were using to like push their music and push their art uh, and especially on an episode like this which is about supporting the arts uh, I think it's this is a, a kind of a weird situation that doesn't happen to a lot of people where their Twitter account was completely taken away from them and it was the the primary way that they were pushing their art to to other people who are already following them so they lost I th- I want to say a, like a few thousand followers so if you don't mind especially go on Twitter and follow their new Twitter account. They're trying to sort of uh, regain that that lost followership. So it would be really cool if we could help them out as much as we can there. So to follow them on Twitter uh, and then listen to the music, go go give them some streams, give them some follows and subscriptions on other services. Uh, and without further ado, please enjoy Oak by Amimi. Of the old 
Yeah, speaking of speaking crying, of crying in front what, of we people, have 15 minutes, not even. Speaking of crying in front of speaking people, speaking of crying in front of people, we're gonna talk about what we were trained in, which is art, artists. Is art. It's all about the art. <coughs> the arts. That's why we talked about these. We're, it's all about that's the why we art. Talked about these painful personal stories because if you go to art school, that's yes. what they ask you to do: is delve into your personal biz and pull up some shit that will help you do your craft and i'm not even lying i studied theater every horrific experience that's ever happened to you is now an arrow in your quiver to make you cry at the moment's notice sometimes it's on stage when it's supposed to happen sometimes it's in the line at Mm -hmm. sweet green and it sucks (laughs) it's real rough it's real rough when that shit because they do they they like they they bring down those barriers in you and then all of a sudden you're just going off at the uh at the Froyo place, you know, and like M and M's remind me of him, <laughs> and you know that's all. <laughs> God damn it! But um, yeah, I mean, uh, the arts are important, despite what I just said. I guess the arts are important. They are. Well, no, arts education needs a lot of work, so that's a whole other thing. I've actually like, um, arts education is. Rough. I've actually had this conversation before, which I find really <clears throat> unfortunate. And I know we've all seen it on the internet and stuff like that, but it's like, well, why is this important? You know, it's not math. It's not science. Why are we? Why are we putting money into anything yeah. that isn't STEM? <laughs> And having studied in a STEM field, I actually ended up with a lot of people who felt this way. And that is the wrong way to be. I'm sorry for that person, but if if you have that opinion, I would like you to turn off your television. I would like you to stop listening to music. 
And I'd like you to stop consuming, you know, like don't have any, I I don't understand what to do for you because you consume art all the time and anything, anything you touch is gonna have the, the, you know, the touch of someone who studied the arts, you know, nothing, nothing that you see. Yeah. Do you have a song that like meant something to you? Like something. Like, right? And- like, literally, my phone was designed by people who studied STEM, yes, but also for the look of it, for the appearance of it, they went to artists. Like, that is something that that is done, and there's no way to escape it. And for people to say that the arts are unimportant is just so ignorant. It is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly ignorant. Um, so yeah, and I know we studied, you know, we both studied art. So they need funding. They do need funding. We, they, they need, well, maybe not specifically funding, but they need, they need help. I mean, yes, they need funding, but they, we need to be supporting the arts and there's a lot of ways to do that. And it's not all monetary. It's mostly monetary. It's, <laughs> it's monetary. really most, it, it's like 99% it's con- monetary. You should really pay people. If you if you're consuming a thing and and you enjoy it, you should and you can you should probably get find a way to give that person money because they need no. it uh, to keep making the thing for you that they love. Wink. Uh, anyway. And we're starting up our Patreon again. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we're, we're getting it back going. I'm kidding. We are not starting our Patreon again um, when we need a no. piece of new equipment that we can't No, buy. because we have nothing for no. it. We, we have uh, enough mental capacity and time to put together something for this show. And emotional capacity. Hey. And that. And that's it. Hey, this, what's up? This show does take, uh, it does take so it out is, of us. This is the I show. mean, I know like everyone's been there th- for it does. for us uh, through thick and thin. And that's really true that to put this on for like once a week is difficult for us. I mean, because it's just like anything else. It's just like working where you have to be on. You have to be a version of yourself that is yeah. a certain way. And you don't always feel like that person, you know? So, yeah. Um, God, especially now, like it has gotten to a point in our schedules with, like, I, I said this, I, I think I might have cut a lot of this from a previous episode because I rambled so, on it for too yeah. long. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I made, as soon as, uh, I mean, if people have been listening for a long time, you knew that pre-COVID, I had a lot of jobs. Like I wore a lot of hats to like make ends meet. And now um, when, during COVID, when those things dropped out, because they were all like performance-based, I lost a lot of income. Um, but I had, I had used my free time for other projects and now that we're not at all past the, it's still very much a pandemic happening, but those things are coming back. So I have all of my various jobs back, but I also still have these projects that I'm working on. So everything is just (laughs) on top of each other and it's a mess. And so now it's gotten to the point for, for this show to happen. Like it's, it's gotten, it's gotten to that, like to the worst potential point for this show where it's like we have a very small window to do these recordings and if we miss it there's just no episode yeah that week because we we it, we just don't have time to do it so it's if we're if we get to that recording day and we're just like somebody's having a very bad day like we're not we're we're not hard on each other it's like if someone is really fucked up about something we're just gonna say it's cool we'll pick it up next week and we'll we'll come back around yeah. to it but like i remember there if that was a happens time... it's not like okay we'll regroup tomorrow yeah. we just can't i remember we missed an episode <laughs> like... um a year ago now where we were literally recording and during the recording i found out one of my friends had, had passed away 
I mean, like, and that yeah. was like, yeah, there was no episode that week. Like, that is not, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? You know, like, I I admire those people who put on a brave face and go, and no matter what I'm doing, I always do this, you know, whatever. I, I love yeah. our listeners and I love doing downtime, but downtime is not, um, yeah, is I'm not going to be able to keep it together for downtime all the time. It's just, it's happened so many times. It no. happened when we, uh, we were living in no, New York. No, it's impossible. And, uh, I mean, you know, for any yeah. number of reasons, you have to you have to do that. But yeah, art is hard. It is hard to do these things. And I'm not going to like be like, downtime isn't art or anything. I'm not going to like shortchange ourselves like that. It might not be great art, you know, but it's, <laughs> it's something. We're doing it, you know, we're out here. I'm thinking, okay, so, like, ways... I'm trying to think of ways that people could help me when I'm doing art. Like, we have to come at this from the from the perspective of art people. So, you have to put those hats on. Oh, I was, on, like, going to be from uh, a... Which we're used to doing. contributor, or, like, a, you know, an audience member. <laughs> yeah, because the, the audience knows what the artist needs. Come on, oh, Emily. Get your head out of your ass. Help. I want to help other people. I don't want to help myself. Yeah, we, that's the thing. Well, no, no, no. We have to, we have to put our artist hats on to be able to accurately teach the public how to help all artists. Okay. So I think what all artists. So I'm, I'm trying to think of like where, like put myself in that headspace, go back to a time when I was like really in my artistic element and what I could have had that would have really like put me on the next level oh like, yeah like helped me out in such a way where i could like either stay in that artistic space for just a little while longer or like or just been able to put out a better product because i'm in a, in a better headspace yeah. or you well, know i know when anything. i was doing art like uh, like all the time which was in college right i was doing you know i was acting i was singing i was doing all this stuff it was because i was in a community that was doing that in that I was taking a major in doing it, you know, but that means all my friends were, Ooh. that means that all my friends were artists, all the people I lived with. Actually, that would have been easier if everyone I lived with was also doing that, which I did have for like two years in college. That was really great because you're surrounded by people who understand what you're doing. Like I even remember one time, that's perfect. One time I, my, um, Actually, a previous contributor to the show, Jamie, and I were living together and we had a big audition coming up. And so we were warming up and we got a knock at the door and we were like, what the hell is this knock at the door? Because we were living in a house, like two level house with apartment down below and we were apartment above and we were doing like vocal exercises and warm ups and whatever. We had a knock on the door and it was our downstairs neighbor and she was like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. And we were like, oh, no, we're being too loud, whatever. She's like, were you guys doing vocal warm-ups? And yeah. we were like, yeah. And she's like, you know, I'm a musician. And if you guys ever want to work together and, like, do warm-ups and stuff, I'd be happy to do it with you, like, whatever. And we're like, that's pretty rad that she was like, no, I love, I love awesome. that you guys are doing vocal warm-ups. I love that you're doing that. But for so many years afterwards, you know, I lived in a teeny tiny apartment with strangers or people I wasn't comfortable with. And I remember I had auditions coming up for, like, grad school because I wanted to do that for a little bit. And I was, like, humiliated to be heard performing and be heard uh, practicing, yeah. you know. And you, <laughs> you, I mean, you do opera and stuff. 
when you rehearse, it's very it's loud. loud. It's very difficult to to work in a conf- in like a confined yeah. space where there's a lot of folks stacked on top yeah, of each other. Yeah, or you other need an instrument and, uh, or practice your yeah. art. I I had several cases when I was living in Brooklyn where I was practicing for a thing for like auditions and performances and stuff where I literally had to stuff myself in a closet yeah. with like all of my coats around me to do like to do recordings that would come out okay like i had i literally had to sing in a i do remember you used to record downtime (laughs) in a closet when you lived in new york because the sirens and everything i mean we have some really rough episodes where you can hear ambulances everywhere you can hear planes overhead any anything like that like wherever we live you need a space to be able to do that and we're lucky enough now that we've you know been able to establish those places in our residences knowing that maybe we're going to be here a long time or we have the, you know, yeah. the financial av- availability to do it. But that's financial stability came from sort of uh, rolling back our, you know, dreams a little bit. Not living in New York Not anymore. Not living in New York anymore. <laughs> doing another job that actually pays money so that I can afford recording equipment so that yeah. I can do the job that I want to be doing in my spare time. So... Oh, I love this though. I love this idea of just like the way to, to, the way to support artists is do art around them. That's true. I love this. It's so, it's extremely good. If you ever see a street performer that are just going for it, run up there. (laughs) Just, just get all up there. Get all up in it. Help them out. You know what? I did do that recently. I was... If you hear your if you hear your your upstairs neighbor like just belting it out, just start singing your own song. <laughs> That'll that, just it's it's motivational. It's how it's a good way to to give them that motivational boost to say like yes, I am I am having a tangible, audible, palpable effect on the people around me. I am making the world more artistic and beautiful. Well, yeah. By by I doing. I remember we were this. out. I don't know. Ages ago, probably. It feels like last week. So it was probably, I don't know, what, six months ago? Anyways, um, yeah. that's, how that's, that's how time is working now. And we were out of bars, and we get yes. out of a bar, we're going to the next one, you know, and we see the street performer on the street, and he's got, like, he's doing something that's sick. I don't remember what it was. And it was like we were with a really hype crew. So we just <laughs> roll up, and we're like, yes, absolutely, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, go, get it, get it. Get it. And we were just like dancing. And get, it, get it. Fuck yeah. yeah. Come Listen on. Listen to this guy. He's amazing. Like, get it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> oh get my it. God. Like, mm. Yo, we're if like, I was busking money, but like... and somebody. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's the thing. That's that's what that's why we're here to tell it. You don't need money. If you can be somebody's cheerleader like that, you don't need that's money. Hype. You have put so much confidence in that person's back pocket, and that that is just that's just ammunition to do better, to make better art, to pull in more money from people who do have yeah, it. Be like, Not only that, no, but to like, motivate other people around you to be like, yo, these people are good. You should help them. Yeah. You, sir. Because it you if you're the person who's doing the art in that moment, you can't like it's so hard you can you absolutely can and it's an important skill uh, unfortunately in our society to learn how to do to be able to look at people and ask for help 
but it's so hard to do that. It's so much easier to just set up, do your thing, break down and leave and not look at anybody in the eyes. So if you have somebody else just being a cheerleader for you, especially when you don't know, like if you have to bring your mom with you, that sucks. (laughs) Like no one wants to have to do that. So if you have a stranger that comes up, recognizes your talent and says, hey, you, sir, you should give this person $20 right now because you might not know it, but I know it. This person's awesome. sick. Yeah, this is really cool. You know what I mean? I, I do love that. And I I love, um, I do like street musicians. I like people who, who go out there and do something I literally could never do. It's something I can't even do when I have a platform. You know, like I do sing and I do get paid to sing. Right. And I find it extremely difficult to get up there and do that. You know, I think it, it it's really hard. Yeah. And it's hard to feel worth that money that I do get paid to do that. You know, it's hard to be like, do I deserve this? There's so many better singers than me. You know, there's a lot of people who are way oh better. So do I deserve to be making this $50 right now to this do this? Is, like, this is toxic bullshit. It sucks. That has, that, that, this is all just late stage capitalism <laughs> poisoning your mind. This is nonsense. There, There is no... Just because there's a, a list of 40 songs that some bullshit bigwig has decided is the only music anyone needs to hear right now so that's the only thing you hear on on radio this is not me bashing pop radio pop radio is fine the, one who's listening the music to is it. good a, a lot of it but i'm ju- i'm just saying just because that there's like some shitty people in the world who have decided this is the stuff that's good mm-hmm. the only stuff that's good that that's absolute garbage everyone should be able to perform their art without uh, being judged without the need to make money off of it first of all like we have this idea that you can't do art unless you're getting paid for it like people i feel like i've seen on tiktok recently there's somebody talking about how they had like picked up the hobby of painting and their friend came up to them and was like hey so are you planning on selling these like go fuck yourself (laughs) No, no i'm no that is not it's I, this is just something I like to do, and it and that is. Okay. I think we, that was the mindset we were in when we started downtime. I remember because I was, you know, trying to do the acting thing, and I realized that that reading terrible scripts and trying to picture myself performing this, you know, garbage just to get my face out there, or the idea of auditioning. It I found it was really cheapening my my love. Oh my god. Of of. Of yeah. acting, like I really do love to act, and I love writing, and I love media a lot. I love that kind of, you know, I love watching movies and TV and seeing what works and what doesn't work and why. And I found that the audition process and also the idea of performing, like putting my face to someone else's work that I found to be substandard, I was not happy with that yeah. at all. And realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do and that the only way for me to be happy with something was not to make money off of it and make it my living, but it was rather to create something. And that was the only way I was going to enjoy yeah. it was whether it was because it was mine, you know, because I don't want right. to tell someone else's story and yeah, I don't want to do someone else's thing, you know, it'd be great to be. That was my, again, my but, whole yeah. thing with like the. Yeah, that was part of my my reasoning for wanting to get out of like the opera world. Like I, I was at such a disadvantage with my class uh, compared to my classmates when I got there in the first place because these were all people who were like raised on opera. Mm. They, like so, not everybody. Some people were like me, uh, and I liked those people more. <laughs> 
<laughs> but some some people were just opera was their whole life and that's why they were mm-hmm. there and i like i enjoy opera i enjoy singing classical music and and romantic music and all that stuff um but it's not my whole goddamn oh, life yeah. and i i don't i'm i'm not gonna like fall over and die if i'm not performing opera for like a career so i i was at a disadvantage there like we were raised on like classic rock yeah well there's also the idea that if you can't live without it that you can't make money doing it yes there's there's a the artist community and that was so toxic and gross to me that's what they were telling us in theater they were saying that no one no one succeeds in this you will not succeed you literally have to starve for your art you have to bleed for your art and if you do not love it so so much that if you don't do it you think you're gonna die then you will not succeed and you should just give up now and that is so yes. wrong. It's it, these these arts programs, these art schools are. It's exactly that. People are actively trying to push the people who the, these are the people who are keeping the arts alive. All of these people who are showing up to these programs and the, these faculty members who are like old guard. I starved for this. I stuck in it, even when I watched everyone else. Yeah, people who are just running these programs and telling these these kids who have no reason not to believe them that you should quit because you are not, you're not bleeding mm-hmm. over this. Like you should be, this should be 115% of your time is spent devoted to your craft, doing nothing else. You can't enjoy your life anymore. You're not going to have money. You are going to have to live on the subway for a little while. If you want to like, you know what I was told, you know what I was told by that. my, one of my advisors, <laughs> this is what I was told. I was told that I should wait. I should go into the workforce and not act for a little while because I was going to get prettier when I got older. Good God. They said I would be better in older roles, oh, so I should wait God. until I got older and then try again because I wasn't pretty when I was young and so I couldn't play a teenager. So that I should so I should wait and so uh, until I can play you, older roles. You a teenager are not going to be able no, to play teenagers. They never let me play. Like, they what never the let me play. Young women. Obviously, in college, most of you are the same age, so I always played old women. And so they said you're really great at playing sure. old women. So you need to wait till you're older, like maybe in your yeah 30s, for you because you're gonna be, <laughs> because you have no other options. They're like you're gonna be a leading lady in maybe your 30s. Like, how fucked is that? Jeez. They were like, you should just wait. Yeah. And do what while I wait? By the way, like. So, so fucking toxic. Yeah, I got a lot less shit, especially I got less shit than the, my female counterparts Mm -hmm. in my, my, my female identifying counterparts in my, um, in my program, like so much like uh, body shaming, just so much disgusting shit. So honestly, part of it. We we need an overhaul racist of, of just shit how too? the arts are taught. Oh my god! Like racist, so much yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Oh my we god. We had to. I mean, like our pe- uh, support yeah. the arts. Flip flip these arts programs. <laughs> Some of them are real garbage. Some of them need a real audit. Yeah, get <laughs> like, these fuckers out of here. Need to figure out perps. who's being absolute like, shitbirds because it's a lot of them. We had them. professors in my yeah. department who were notorious for dating students. Like all the oh, whole boy, shebang. Boy. Like it's yeah, it's. Tenure shouldn't be a thing. Like, it should not protect you at all. And, yeah, the arts arts programs need... Oh, it's hard. 
They're it's hard to really hard, try but. and take stuff away from teachers right now, huh? <laughs> you don't know. The thing about this thing about universities is that they have these things called like, you know, they they take on professors as assistant professors, right? And they pay them almost nothing. And yeah. then they're completely disposable. They take, you know, newer professors and say, Well, you're not tenured yet, so you could go at any moment and you're while you're you could go at any moment, you're also getting paid thirty thousand dollars a year. And these are people with advanced mm-hmm. degrees and many student loans to pay off in the meantime. You know, right. meanwhile, you have tenure professors probably making much more of a living wage who can get away with anything and have been there forever and maybe haven't learned new skills or adapted to the times. You know what I mean? So those right. people, you know, maybe should, I don't know, think about adapting, taking some sensitivity courses, making themselves better, making Definitely. their students more comfortable. But instead, they're like, I don't have to do shit. I'm going to sabbatical. <laughs> like, I'm not going right. to write it's also, recommendations. It's, it's disingenuous to say that, yeah. Like, we've had bad experiences in our, in our respective, like, lives and situations. Mm-hmm. But it's also... Th- these people we're talking about are also symptomatic of a larger yes. issue where we live in a society that does not that that on our on the face and on the on paper does not value arts yeah. a, a, at all we, we do not value them and, and yet so the we, cul- we've the already talked about in this in episode how important it is yeah the, yeah. It did. It turned this the the whole community turned in on itself and became very toxic because it was turned into this super uber competitive thing because the arts as a whole are not valued. Yeah. And so to get a little slice of yours, there's the need to kick others down in order to climb the ladder, right? Or to only yeah. take what you see as the very best and, you know, what these professors are trying to do is trying to give you a realistic view of the world as they had it and also as it is. I mean, it is right. that toxic. It is like I would be told I cannot play a young person, you know, because I am not very yeah. skinny and I'm not this. And these things are slowly changing. But we do have we have right. a serious racism is- issue in the arts. We have a serious ageism issue in the arts. We have it's like serious issues with uh, ability, you know, and and fat phobia oh God, and all yeah. these things. These are all things that absolutely exist. And we have a lot of people that are high profile that are fighting these things now and defying the odds and still succeeding because they are exceptionally talented people. But it all comes from the fact that we don't have funding for these things and it's not possible to live yeah. while doing these things. So bravo to those who yeah. can do it. But yeah. That's how to support the arts. That, it's just yeah, be cool. It's, so it's it's all just be be cool. Because <laughs> uh, we're out of time. Yeah, it's it's all just <laughs> symptomatic of of larger issues. Yeah, how to support the arts? You think about yeah, all this. of these all these. You problems. think about this and you you, you think, think about it. Just, it. just <laughs> stew in this. All these all this energy that we're all bringing this to the really table. Just let energy. this just chew it up. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> like, fucking funny. We should have stopped at tater toots, man. <laughs> We should have stopped to tater toots. It would have been how to tater toots. Yeah, that would have been a good episode. Good. <laughs> a good, easy, bite-sized, 30-minute episode. Uh, we we spent a little too much time on tater toots, I think, and that's why we're here. I mean, but, I think they um, needed tater toots in order to like that. ease them into this really hard talk about the arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really hard-hitting. <laughs> how to support the arts. I, I don't know. It's hard right, right now, but... Uh, Pay people. Invest, invest in the arts, but invest 
you have to invest in like specific productions and companies that you know are treating their employees and their performers treating their their performers as employees and and treating their employees all inclusive correctly and properly and with dignity and respect Mm -hmm. because that is not how shit works people need money in order to treat people right but people need to there needs to be checks and balances there so make sure that you're you're donating money to the right people as always but like your money is needed for arts to happen and we all need the arts when it's safe you know if Try if if you think we don't need the arts. If you're listening to this right now and you're not convinced, do what Emily said. Turn off your TV. Don't don't watch TV ever again. Even the news. All, there's so much artistry that goes into even like the utilitarian the stuff that you would think is is all utilitarian. It, there is so much artistry that goes into all of that, and all of those people have art degrees. You you have just turn off your TV. Don't read a book. You're not you're not allowed to look at your mm-hmm. phone. You're not allowed to go on TikTok or Twitter or you're not allowed to go on social media. Nothing. You can go outside and walk in nature and that's yeah, it. There's really Try that for a week and see and come back to me tweet me. I did at not Real consume Dandani. art Tell me for you a week. Don't need the arts after yeah, you do like I yeah. did not consume art for a week. How did it go? Right? Like it's I made all of my own products. I, I have not. I haven't gone to a grocery store. I haven't consumed anything that had any and sort of packaging packaged. with any sort yep. of design mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Come, come yeah, that me. that, that point you. of view is garbage and it's wrong. <laughs> and it's it's ridiculous. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's so it's so misinformed. Yeah. Anyways, um, support pe- and support independent people yeah. too. Don't don't rely on 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 companies because they have historically failed us and will continue to do so so if you you have like a specific person follow people on social media definitely people people have links especially now i feel like people have gotten better about advocating for themselves since the pandemic Mm -hmm. especially artists so people who are independent like visual artists or or creators of any kind like vocalists musicians anything like that a lot of people have links in their social media um, where you can go to you, like we have link trees where you can find all of our stuff for uh, the Outlaws Network, all the different podcasts and links that you need for that. So you'll usually find a link page, and some sometimes people have just tip jars. It's just a link where it'll go take like card to card information or a PayPal or something. If you have someone who you have enjoyed what they have created for you for free, please consider going to their social media, giving them a follow, subscribing to them on whatever platform they're they're on because those numbers help them yeah. also but then also sending them a tip through their preferred yeah. service and if they don't and like you really like them and their follower count is low and you really want to give like this is a person who's brought you a lot of joy and comfort go like feel free to dm the i i know some people aren't cool with that but it's harmless to just throw out a dm and say like hey I want to support you. How is best to do that? If you don't have a like some way to accept tips, maybe you should get, consider setting one up because I would definitely be there for you as a literal monetary supporter. There's so many things I you could do. Pe- a lot of people would find that very comforting. There's so many things you could do like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I've yeah. done it for my friends or whatever, or just even like, can I buy you a coffee? You know what I mean? Can I send you something? Like I've, absolutely. I've literally done that. To, for because that's money before. in their pocket. <laughs> It's yeah, it's yeah, it's 100 percent because that's stuff they're going to spend money on anyway, just like anybody yeah. else. So that that's even you buying them something physical is it, that's just money in their pocket. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways to do it. I think social media is a great way to do it. I, honestly, you just because they're going to ask for what they need. And even if it's a 
follow, a like, a comment. Comments are super useful. And then, like, just hype them up. Hype people up. Engagement in general. That I was like this for a long time where I was just enjoying social media and I would just scroll and watch videos and not do anything. Please, for the sake of the people creating things, again, these people are creating things for for you like for your enjoyment that's like you saw it it's for you if you got enjoyment out of it at the very least double tap give them that like they need those numbers and give them a comment like engagement is so huge if you actually enjoyed something that you've watched don't just scroll through it give it a comment even if it's just a couple like a string of emojis doesn't matter it's the engagement that counts Mm -hmm. and all of these platforms are now they're programmed to bump higher engagement posts up in people's feeds so that more people see it it's so goddamn important to engage with the posts that you enjoy and engage with the people that you enjoy yeah that's it we have to we have to this is such a long episode now so long all right thank you so much for listening um we have a couple people of people to thank I would like to thank Ethan Gustafson for the use of his music as our intro and outro theme. You can find more work from Ethan at somepointsound.com. Thank you so much for Nat- to Natalie Spitzel for the use of her cover art. If you'd like to see more from Natalie, you can go to her Instagram. That's at NMS underscore creative. Once again, that's at NMS underscore creative. Or go to her website, nataliespitzel.com. Sorry I stumbled through that. I kind of have to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> get there's a link tree in the description follow that link tree you can find all of the links for the outlaws network in general there's a new podcast coming down the pipeline called the bloody stream it's a horror movie podcast that uh jorge and brian previously of are we friends are doing together sounds like an incredibly uh incredibly fun show that if you're into horror movies you're going to like it so just keep an ear to the ground for that go to our link tree follow us on twitch twitch.tv slash the outlaws network we have a couple different things that we're doing continuously on there but all of that is in our link tree in the description just get on that peruse thanks thank you so much for listening my name is emily downey i'm john downey pervy professors i will fight you keep that button hot